This is a Radio.com original. And I'm interested to see how nice they are going to be to each other, especially they're going to be locked in this vehicle now for what? How long is this going? We're either going to be best friends after this, or we won't be speaking. (laughs) Yeah. I said turn here. Why did you go straight? Yeah, I understand. So if we bring them back and it's two separate Zoom feeds. Then we know. Then we know something went a little sideways on that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new, all new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where everybody has a car story. We come to you today and from California, and it looks like uh, we may hear it. We may hear it not. We come to you from the Trash Truck Olympics and our correspondent, Bob Beck, standing by. Bob, what's going on at the Trash Truck Olympics? I'll tell you what, it's been a hectic day. The trucks have been narrowly missing each other as they traverse the alleys here. It's been a tight race, and most of them are side by necks, getting ready to get all the trash and recyclables they can. Interesting to note, Bob, if we hear the sound, that's what it is, the Trash Trunk Olympics. They're very possibly driving in one way, turning around, or at least somehow going the other way, so they pass you and our broadcast studio not once, but twice. Well, never do once what you can do twice. And they are really practicing <laughs> at this. They are practicing their skills at backing up without hitting a single house or dropping one piece of trash. Unbelievable, Bob. And that's just that's just performance that you have to practice. You can't it just is. show up and do that kind of thing. No, no, this is something you've got to have years of experience to accomplish. And these guys can do it in a heartbeat. And I know what you're saying to yourselves, folks. You're saying... Guys, what the heck are you talking about? Are you talking about trash trucks today? Well, no, the answer is not at all. We're going to talk about today a race, a race that puts car versus nature, women versus women versus nature. It's going to be, no, not that kind of show, Bob. And it's going to be, yes, we're going to talk about the Rebel Rally. We did, yeah, we talked about the Rebel Rally. quite a few episodes ago, uh, and we talked to a couple from Southern California, I should say a couple, a pair of sisters from Southern California, and they told us a little bit about their race, and they were veterans at it. This time we're doing it completely different. We're going to be talking to people who are, how we say rookies, have never done this before, and they're going to do it, Bob. They are? In a drive. Bob, in a new Ford Bronco. Oh, really? Yes. The brand brand new, unreleased, exciting new retro Bronco? That's right. They're going to have, in fact, there are three of them going to be in this race. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, in fact, I believe they're pretty much ready to go. And I think what we ought to do, Bob, as is our custom, is we have to have someone musically bring it in. Oh, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for, let's see, Erica Martin and Javina Young coming to us now, joining us on the Talking About Cars podcast, Bob. Boy, we are sad. 
And there they are, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Look at that. Amazing. Very welcome to the show. The magic of Zoom <laughs> right here on your computer, or yes. at least uh, in your ears. For those of you listening on radio.com and uh, knx1070.com. All right, ladies, welcome. Now, Eric, I'm going to take a wild guess as we're looking at you. You're on the left, and Jovina is on the right. Am I correct? I'm Jovina. Right. Erica. Right. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, right. That's okay. right. We're wrong. No, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. The, the one that said she's Jovina is Jovita, and the other one is Erica. It'll be great. It'll be fun. Sure. All right. We're, we're here to talk a little bit about what you guys have gotten yourselves into now. <laughs> it is the Rebel Rally. We've talked to ladies who have been involved in this before. You guys knew what you were getting into when you decided to do this, correct? Or did, they, did Ford approach you, or did you approach them? How did that all work out? Um, well, it actually started as an idea where we, we were going to get some professional drivers. Um, and we do. We have three teams um, competing in the Rebel Rally for Ford Motor Company and Bronco Sports. And uh, two of the teams have professional drivers on them. But one idea came up as we were planning, and we thought, wouldn't it be great if we had two of our Ford employees uh, enter the event? And, you know, wouldn't it be even better if they're just not as expert in off-road driving or the navigation so that that'll be part of the story of, you know, thinking about how Bronco Sport can actually help us along the way. Um, you know, there's a lot of technology in the vehicle, and we wanted to be able to showcase that for people um, who, who aren't as well-versed in off-roading, how the vehicle can help you. But also, just in general, a lot of people who are going to be buying a Bronco or a Bronco Sport are new to off-roading, have never done it before. And, you know, why not raise our hands and be the people that show, like, we've never did it either, and we got out there and tried it ourselves. If we can do it, anybody can. There yeah. you go. Now, you talk about the Bronco. The previous Broncos really didn't see much off-road. What percentage of the new Broncos do you think are actually going to see some off-road use? You know, I think, like, in general, you're probably going to see maybe about, like, 20%-ish, um, you know, maybe even upward. It depends. But for Bronco Sport, maybe even more so for Bronco because, um, you know, that particular audience for Bronco is going to be looking to take it off-road for sure. Now, I heard uh, recently they just announced that they're actually going to offer a manual transmission, something that is kind of unheard of these days. Yeah, no, I think um, our enthusiasts, really, when we first came out, we didn't have a manual, um, a, but we do have the manual aligned to the vehicles, and our enthusiasts were just roaring for it. They're, so, they're super stoked and excited, and I think that's just, like, for those guys who get out there, and they want to kind of control a vehicle themselves and shift it themselves and, and, and be in control, so... Um, we wanted to make sure that we created something yeah, for those there were, guys. There were petitions going around and everything. So we heard that and um, ask and you shall receive. Ah, so basically you you were the one that came up with the idea. And so, <laughs> no, no? Not us. Um, oh, okay. But it came, well, we, somebody came up with the idea and then you kind of went, yes, please. Or did you have to be pushed to do it? Yeah. So the rally, um, you know, someone on the media communication side came up with the idea of, why don't we have the, a Ford team be a part of it? And, you know, the more I listened to it and learned about what the rally was all about and how it's about these women who get out there and they're really self-sufficient and they really want to push boundaries. I was kind of thinking, well, heck yeah, I think I want to try this. So um, I kind of raised my hand and then one day I was trying to think through who would be a great partner. And I called Erica one, up one day and said, Hey Erica, do you know about the rebel rally? And I was like, 
Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was calling about a marketing piece. Yeah, like, because I'm the marketing communications manager. So I thought she wanted me to like put it on the website or something. Ah, okay. But then she said, this is where it gets weird. Uh, I'm doing it and I want you to be my partner. And I said, you are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now, any plans to go to Baja next? <laughs> well, let's get past this rally first and then we'll see. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute, Bob. They haven't even done this yet. Yeah, they haven't even done this yet. Now, you're going to go from Lake Tahoe all the way down to the Imperial Sand Dunes down there in the Imperial Valley or in Imperial County. And in between, you're going to be pretty much, as I understand it, not only off-road, but is it true they take your phones away? Yeah, we lock them in a Pelican case, um, and that's just because we can't have any GPS uh, because it's, it relies 100% on compass and map navigation. So um, our phones will be locked away. They'll check them every night when we put our vehicle in impound to make sure that there's been no tampering or anything. Um, and then at the end of the event, we will be able to have all of our personal items back. Well, what happens if you have an issue uh, along the way, a vehicle failure of sorts, excessive flat tires, things like that, that happen on an off-road rally? How do you get in touch with someone if you need help? Uh, well, we have a, we'll have a satellite phone and a satellite tracker in our vehicle. So not only does that give us the capability to call for help if we need it, it also, you know, if it's the end of the day and we didn't make it back to base camp, they'll know exactly where we are. Um, it also enables everyone from home to follow us along on rebelrally.com. Um, you'll be able to see where our vehicle is and, you know, whether we're missing checkpoints or hitting them. Um, but yeah, so we'll have that, uh, we'll have that capability. And then as far as maintenance, I mean, we're trying to learn to do as much as we can ourselves. Um, we have a couple spares, um, that we'll be carrying with us. We know how to change a tire. We know how to plug a tire. Uh, we'll be changing our own air filters and doing, um, light maintenance. If we really do need help, we can call, uh, for there are mechanics on site that can service us. Um, but there is a, a penalty for that, right? Point penalty. So we want to do as much as we can on our own. So AAA is probably not a good alternative no, to get no, you out of a jam. No, no, no. No, and I don't know if AAA will be able to drive out to where we'll be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just, just imagine getting one of those trucks in the middle of those dunes. I don't think it would be a good thing. It would be a little <laughs> bizarre. No, not at all. Yeah, heck of an advertising ploy for them, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could work. But I keep thinking about the fact that today everybody has their cell phones with them. Have you guys ever gone a certain amount of time cut off from the outside world like that? And, and how do you figure that's going to work? I think this is the longest I'll ever go without having a cell phone <laughs> on me. You know, and it's tough. We're both, we're both moms. So we've got children and, you know, we're not going to be able to talk to them throughout this, this event. But, um, it, you know, it's kind of freeing a little bit in some respect, too. Um, to but I also that. wonder how many times during the race I'll feel like I want to Google something. Oh, I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now you're based out of the Ford headquarters in Dearborn? Yeah, one of the, we're based out of Ford in Dearborn, yeah. Okay, so yeah, off-road driving there is uh, Woodward Boulevard on a bad day, I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know who's also yeah, we, Go ahead. Yeah, we've, we've been um, learning how to off-road. We've got, you know, our Ford um, off-road courses that they offer for our engineers. Obviously, our engineers take these vehicles that we build and um, engineer, and they take them out in the off-road and test them. So we've taken the engineer courses on how to off-road um, here in Michigan. But then Eric and I just got back. We were out um, kind of by kind of Middlegate area in um, Nevada, 
by we sand were, by sand mountains. So we were we were just out west learning how to drive in the sand and then some of the kind of dirt roads out there too. So and learning how to navigate most importantly of all as well. Yeah. Talk you guys a are gonna about be terrors on the boulevard when you get back. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now are they allowing you to use the Bronco? like in Nevada or did you kind of have to learn on other vehicles and eventually get a Bronco? Have you had a chance to mess with that at all? Yeah, we've been, we started learning on a Raptor. Um, so we were on the F-150, we were on the Raptor learning how to utilize and how, how to read the terrain and how do you make the right choices. Um, and so then, yeah, and we'll be in a Bronco Sport. We're getting it this week. So we'll be out in that. Yeah, we're going to, the vehicles are already on their way there, and um, we're going to meet them a little bit early just so we can have a chance to get acclimated with our particular Bronco Sport, get our Rally Max all calibrated, and, um, you know, all of that good stuff. What Correct. modifications are they going to do to these for you for use on off-road? Obviously, they're not going to be strictly street vehicles, correct? Pretty um, much, yeah. Really? So, the whole um, point of the Robel Rally is, um, you know, it's mostly stock vehicles. We're getting some auxiliary, an auxiliary light bar from our sponsor, Rigid, um, and making some other, you know, tiny, uh, we're wrapping the vehicles to look cool, obviously, but okay. that, it's straight out the, straight, straight off the assembly line. Yep, and we're using wow. our stock tires. Um, we do have all-terrain tires that come stock with the Bronco Sport, and we'll be using those tires as well. What are Excuse some me. of the top? Uh, what are the top things people have told you, advice-wise, what to bring with you on the road, and, and something like this? What to bring? Um, that's a good question. Well, our navigation gear first. And well, yeah, okay. But they have more than one set, probably. So you would think to have one compass and one map plotter and but I think we're bringing like three <laughs> and rules because apparently I've heard like you lose those all the time because you're just kind of in and out of the vehicle. You're a little flustered. So we're bringing multiple sets of our navigation gear. Yeah. Um, I think some of the um, best advice that we were getting though, is not necessarily about the gear, but from people who have done rallies before, don't follow anybody. Mm -hmm. Just do your own course, do your own thing. Don't think that you see one vehicle going in one direction and that, you know, you think you're supposed to go a different direction. Trust yeah. your own gut. Yep. How many hours a day uh, is the rally planned to be, or how many miles? Uh, it's 1,200 miles over the course of the eight days we're going to be driving, right? And then, um, I mean, there's early wake-ups. I think we usually hit the starting line around 7 a.m., and dinner starts getting served at 6 6 so um up to 12 hours of driving depending on how well you manage your time mm -hmm. so do they keep the dinner warm if you're running a little late i hope so <laughs> i think so <laughs> we'll have lots of snacks lots of oh, snacks that is lots important, of snacks. important to bring that was a that was some, something that somebody told us to make sure our car was filled with ah okay a lot of right, now the, the the rally is a time to distance am i correct in that you're starting off at a specific time that they punch when you leave and then they punch in again when you arrive at the final destination. The uh, format is a little unique. So there are enduro challenges, which are those time speed distance challenges, um, mm -hmm. probably one a day-ish. Um, and those are based on reaching certain milestones to the second at the right time based on calculations that you do based on the average speeds that they give you um, and the calculated distances that they give you. 
Um, but then the rest of the computation is based on how many checkpoints you reach. And some of them are clearly marked and some of them are not so clearly marked. So some are worth more points than others. Um, so you really need, and, and they give you in a day way more checkpoints than you could ever hit. So um, you kind of really need to be calculated in planning your route. Or if you start to head toward a checkpoint that, you know, it's taking you forever to get there and you have to kind of stop and like look at the points and look at the rest of your day and say like, is this really worth it? Or do we just want to you know, <laughs> cut bait and try something else? Do a different checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a strategy of what you think you can hit throughout the day. Have you seen a map of uh, an overall map of uh, the, the area that you're going to be driving in? I've definitely been checking out some topo maps of the dunes just to kind of identify the, le the least treacherous course for us to drive. Um, but uh, no, we have not, we don't know exactly where the, the course will lead us yeah. between Tahoe and Glamis. I, you know, in these social uh, distancing times, I can't imagine much of a sport that's any more social distancing than driving in a rally. I mean, talk about being safe. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why they decided to continue to have the Rebel Rally this year. Um, it's it's a non-spectator event as well, so um, really the only people that will be a part of the rally are the women that are in the rally itself, and then the support staff, the mechanics, the support staff that is helping to put the event on. So um, so from that respect, and we're all taking COVID tests prior to that, so it, it, they're, they're being very, very cautious and very safe. Yep. Now, what kind of performance driving, if any, have you two been involved with before? Um, commuting to <laughs> and from. Work, yeah. Yeah. And then Zero. also the end of the day daycare <laughs> pickup when you're running very yeah. late and you really got to step on it. That's it. Yeah, I can imagine now. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm so, Detroit. I understand. Yeah. So are you guys considered or do you consider yourselves to be car people at all? I mean, going back to the day, did you ever have an affinity for classic cars or older cars? Or did you just drive cars because they're vehicles to get you from point A and point B? Um, I've worked in automotive advertising my whole career. So I, you know, I'm into car, into cars in that way. I, I mean, I, I've worked on F-150, I've worked on luxury brands. So I'm, in, I'm into cars and I'm also into like vintage old things in general. I love estate sailing and, you know, I love old things. So we kind of, when you put the two together, like working on Bronco is a, is a dream for me, you know, um, I've even been collecting, I showed Jovina, I found an old four by four off-roading guide. Um, like a vintage one, and I, I ordered it because I'm like, I have to read this thing and see what they had to say about off-roading um, in 1983. So I've, I've always been a car person just because I work, it's, it's my it's my profession, but, um, but yeah. What about you, Javina? I see it, I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to live in Michigan and not have some kind of affinity for cars and that, you know, it's, it's all around us. Um, so I, I also, I started my career working in advertising in the automotive industry. And then I took like a really short stint away about 10 years working in the beer industry. And then I've come back now full circle in the automotive industry. So um, kind of, yeah, same kind of same thing as Erica. Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. And of course, if you've ever been to Detroit before, and I know Bob can vouch for this, you see a lot of American cars there. A lot of American cars there. You don't see, it's not like California where you drive around and you right. see very couple. You know, a couple. Yeah, and most yeah. of everything else is a foreign car. No, in Detroit, in that area, 
there's a lot of American cars. Now, what kind of history are, are they going to compare the new Bronco to to the old Bronco? I mean, the, the first generation. That's To me, the first generation Bronco is really the, the real Bronco. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, some of the things that we really looked at as we brought back, made a decision even to bring Bronco back, um, you know, especially the design styling cues, really paying attention to what made a Bronco a Bronco. And so you definitely see that visually like in the, you know, cartridge style grill, the round headlamps, the way that, you know, we have Broncos spelled out in the grill. That's a little bit of a, what, where before it was for, but that's like right on the grill, that boxy shape, those lines. And we knew open air had to be, um, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be driving in an open air vehicle. You're not going to have one of the roofs on it. You're exposed we're to everything. Bronco Sport. Okay. Yeah, so we're in the X, the X Cross class. Um, so we're going to be driving a, a Bronco Sport, which is um, the other Bronco in the state. Yeah. It's the Bronco small SUVs. Okay. Yeah. Explain that to some of the people that are listening, because they may not know the necessarily the differences between these. Sure. So. Um, when we brought back Bronco, we've got your our Bronco two door and four door, um, you know, and that's what when you think about Bronco, that's what you were looking for, or waiting for. Um, but strategically, as a company, we knew that there was a huge opportunity as we looked at the small SUV segment, where there's quite a lot of customers who are outdoorsy people and they needed the capability to get out there, um, but they not they might not be necessarily using their vehicle where off roading is the you know the main event mm -hmm. they're kind of off-roading to get to the place where they're going to go skiing you know they want to get to those back mountain places they're both mountain biking they're like really good and excelling in their own sports and challenging them challenging themselves but um there was you know there was just a white space for us to kind of bring a vehicle for that particular customer and so that's where bronco sport comes in it really fits in for that lifestyle but for it to be a bronco we thought it has to have the capability worthy in that space for to, to be called a Bronco. Mm -hmm. And so the Bronco Sport, in a, you know, especially for a small SUV, has a lot of really great things, especially from an off-road capability perspective. We've got the two-liter engine. It's got um, you know, a twin clutch rear drive unit. Um, we've got a rear differential lock, you know, a, you know, ability to lock. And then you've got four, four by four locks on there as well. And then we've got the, the GOAT modes, which is um, the, on both Bronco and Bronco Sport and the ability to switch between stand mode and mud and ruts, rock mode. You could do that in Bronco Sport as well. I mean, Bronco Sport is like, it's built for off-roading, even, even just its body construction. Uh, it's got great uh, approach and departure angles. And we were just underneath the vehicle yesterday yeah. uh, at the shop, just checking out, you know, where everything goes. And um, everything is so well protected. You know, everything, a lot of, there's a lot of, the protection plates. underneath you've got a metal bash plate um so it's it's made to go off-roading and that's what we're going to do cool any you idea that it? you're going to are you going to drive one of these as your daily driver when you get home <laughs> i think both of us are yeah, yeah. think daily I, driver what, in. how can we not yeah. what are you guys driving now <laughs> we're actually both in edges yeah edges. Ford edge. oh okay very good. What was your but first car? But I have ST model. Yeah, it's like kind of the performance model. It's got the bigger engine with the um, 250 horsepower. So, what was your first car? First car. I had a Ford Tempo. Okay. I had a, a Pontiac Sundance. I think. 
Sunbird. The other the other brand. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't exist yeah. anymore. I mean, you know, it's a yeah. classic. Yeah. It almost sounds like she had a classic Pontiac. Yeah, well, you do. So what the heck? Wasn't a GTO, but you know, hey, yeah. it's a it's yeah. a Pontiac, and Pontiac doesn't exist anymore. But that's very good. All right. So now that you're working for it, I know that I'm expecting when I ask this question that you guys are going to give me all the Ford answers. But nonetheless, the top two or three cars that you want to own someday. Out of all the cars out there. Well, I, I mean, I want a big Bronco. I want a Bronco. I want a Bronco. <laughs> Um, I'll write that down. <laughs> maybe a Raptor? I think now after after we've done the training, a Raptor would be pretty yeah. fun to have. All right, so now you're going to go from cars to trucks. Once you're in it, it's so fun to drive. Yeah. Yeah, and the Raptor's got some horsepower, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, outside of Ford... Um, I think it'd be interesting to try out a Tesla. I don't know if I want to own it, but I want to, I haven't been in one before. So I kind of want to check out and see what all the, the hype is about. Three words that I don't think we're ever going to hear, Bob. Off-road Tesla. Or will well, we? I don't know. With that truck coming know. out? You never know. But all right. Yeah. A, it's a Rivian. A Rivian. Rivian, yeah. Now, speaking of that, Ford made an announcement. There's a, t a big change at the top. They're shuffling uh, managements and so forth. How is that going to affect you? Because now they're saying they're going to start focusing on autonomous vehicles and electrified vehicles. We'll see. <laughs> so so the, 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 the panic hasn't filtered down to your level yet. I mean, we've, we've always had a strategy. I think, there, I think our goal was to have um, a hybrid or electric de derivative of every nameplate by like 2022 or something like that. Um, so I think that's always been the direction we're headed. I think maybe we'll just pick up the page see. a little. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And see. But even without that, I mean, I think um, there's always a need for what Bronco delivers, right? And, um, you know, especially with the powertrains that we have that's and definitely. we're building for what customers are looking for today and we'll continue to understand what customers need in the future. And I, a nameplate like Bronco, we didn't bring it back to be a short-term thing. Bronco is going to be a long-term brand moving forward within Ford Motor Company. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to listen to what and figure out what our customer needs. You know who also is going to be uh, driving one of those Broncos? No. In the race? No. Our buddy Alana Cher is going to be there. Alana's going to be driving. Yeah. We got we to gotta harass her about that because her yeah. off-road driving is pulling in her backyard. And, and I agree with her. Do not make her the navigator. I, no. I'm just saying. I, I hear she gets lost at the drop of a hat. But I don't know. Yeah. I might be wrong about that. Well, remember when she tried to get to the studio that time for us? Yeah. 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 We did have to send out a flare. But that's all right. It yeah. happens. You know, it <laughs> It wouldn't happen like that in the middle of the sand and all that, where no. land spreading no. out so far and wide. Yeah, Keep Manhattan, okay. just give me that countryside. Yes. Do you remember what TV show that was from, Bob? I have no idea. Green Acres, but that's too old because it makes me very. You guys remember Green Acres? Yeah, yeah. Don't make oh. me sing the whole song. song. <laughs> you, you know how the song goes? No. Yeah. yeah. Come on, sing it with me. Land yeah. spreading Green out so far. Is it's a place to me. be. Well, how I miss this? It is a life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Manhattan. Just give me that countryside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> See, Bob. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bob, you're the only one left out. I, 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 you I now fly. remember Green Acres to an extent. It just was not one of the shows I watched when I was younger. Okay. And so forth. But yeah. Well, to follow you guys again, if you uh, the race will be getting underway here soon, and mm -hmm. it starts October. I want to say the tenth. Is it the eighth? Yeah. Okay. So by the time this is on, uh, on the radio.com app, it will be probably the day after. Uh, no, no, no. It would be the eighth. So the eighth is mm -hmm. a week from today. Yeah. Okay. So we will be doing this as you're racing for the first time. So that'll be cool. Yeah. How will people be able to watch you and keep track of where you guys are in your progress? Um, you can follow our progress at rebelrally.com. Rebel and then we'll also, you should be following uh, at Ford Bronco on Instagram if you're not already anyway. Okay. Um, they'll be posting a little bit uh, too along the way. Yeah, and our Ford performance teams will be posting. And then um, uh, our enthusiast site, thebroncodation.com, um, they'll be coming out probably about midweek while we're out there and then checking up on us during the week and they'll be posting a little bit of real-time stuff for us. Yeah, we we got to talk to you guys when you get back to get your impressions about what it was like and such. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have plenty of stories in our ups and downs throughout. And, and I'm interested to see how nice they are going to be to each other, especially they're going to be <laughs> locked in this vehicle now for what? How long is we're this going? We're either going to be best friends after this or we won't <laughs> be speaking. <laughs> yeah. I said turn here. Why did you go straight? Yeah, I understand. So if we bring them back and it's two separate Zoom feeds. <laughs> then we know. Yeah. Then yeah. we know something went a little sideways on that i mean but it happens you know i one of my best friends i remember taking a trip to uh the world's fair in spokane many years ago and we were best buddies but after being in the same car in the same area in the same space for what was it a week it was like talk to the hand you know what i mean it was just <laughs> like no don't don't even go there of course no one said talk to the hand back then but you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah sure mm -hmm. so we'll mm -hmm. see but, but I, I can tell you guys are friends. It'll be fine. It will be fine. We'll be good. Yeah. All right. So, again, uh, good luck to you. We're going to be keeping track of you guys uh, out there on rebelrally.com or rebel.com. What is rebelrally.com? Rebelrally.com. Are they doing radio? I mean, are they not radio? I'm sorry. Are they doing like a TV version? Are they going to show videos of the race? Um, on rebelrally.com, yeah, I see that they'll post um, some some stuff, yeah. And they're going to do like a live. So every morning before, you know, as, as vehicles are heading out, there'll be someone there and she does like a live interview with each team before they like head out. Um, and then they, they, I think, spread out throughout the course at different checkpoints. And as team comes into checkpoints, they'll stop and interview them. Um, but that's who knows if you see us in that point or not, because you don't know where they're going to be. Um, but you'll see us every morning at the very least. But then when Bronco Nation comes out, you'll see us throughout and some they'll they'll have their own footage. So let me get this straight. You're going to be first time drivers in a rally. Mm -hmm. You're going to be first time video producers on the road. Mm -hmm. And all of this you've in never done before and you're gonna make it look awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, we were joking with each other because, like, we'll get to one point and maybe be completely lost and just kind of losing it a little bit. And we were saying, who's going to be the first one to say, oh, my God, this is gold. Grab the grab the video. <laughs> and let's record us freaking out. <laughs> yeah. 
just keep a GoPro going all the time and just yeah, edit out all the, you know. I mean, we decided very late in the game that we were going to do this. We really only decided about a month ago. So I can't, I can't even believe how much we've learned since we, you know, made the commitment. Um, and I, I keep saying, I know it sounds cheesy, but no matter how we finish, this is, and we, we are not even at the rail yet. And this has already been so rewarding. Yeah. I mean, just everything we've learned. And then we, the training that we did last week was with some former rebels and that community is just so amazing. They were um, so welcoming and yeah. they they're competing against us and they want us to be the best we can be. And they were, they gave us all their, our tips all and tricks. tricks and, you know, they were there for us when they could tell that we were discouraged and we made such good friends. I, like I can't wait to see everyone again at the rally um, next week and, you know, celebrate together at the finish line. That's great. Very good. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of an experience for you, you guys. You're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. It, now the problem is, is getting you to stop wanting to be part of. I know. Sports. I know. I, I, I said I can already tell this is kind of addicting. <laughs> have like, you guys ever gone to the Woodward Dream Cruise? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, my in right on Woodward. I used to live in Ferndale, so like I yeah. used to okay. actually uh, move out for the weekend just. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to schedule. Like I also had other years where I had parties. It's the kind of thing where you yeah. either need to like embrace it, yep. or out. There's no one. Yeah. Oh, and it I lasts see. more than that weekend. I mean, okay. it's basically Woodward summer. Yeah, I used to schedule meetings in Detroit uh, so I could coincide and go to the go to the cruises and such. It was a mm -hmm. great thing. All right, very good. Don't forget. You guys out there can listen to our audio podcasts on radio.com and the radio.com app, knx1070.com. You can also watch our video podcasts on our new Two Tired Guys Productions channel. Subscribe to both on YouTube. That's right. Follow us on social media. We're all over the place. That's right. Two Tired Guys. Are we giving, Are we starting to sell the shirts? I noticed you're starting to we, post the we've shirts. We've got the shirts. We've got the shirts. We've got the shirts. We have the original, the only Two Tired Guys Lambware. I, we uh, should probably get some for our guests. I think so. Wouldn't Maybe it be great? Some two tired guys swag. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to get it. We'll have to find out. We'll have to get a uh, mailing ad. Who knows? Maybe they'll they could wear it on the road. Drop by on the way down the dunes. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's take a shortcut. <laughs> <to Fort laughs> it's a little yeah. detour. That's a, a little, little detour. detour. Hey, I'm at the beach. It's nice and comfortable here. You know. <laughs> I can see this is going on. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Bob. That is uh, Erica. And that is Jovina. Join us next time as we had some fun talking about cars. We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs>